really proud of you for going on this trip. You're going to have so much fun. And remember, something chases you. to meet you. I've been trying to teach him to blend in. I know it needs work. Well, good morning, everybody. Glad, uh, glad you guys are all here to uh, worship with us. Here at Church in the Valley, anytime you see the trailer for Box Office Wisdom, it means that it's, it's about summertime. And we've been doing this series for the last several years, uh, looking at some of the summer hits. Now, when we say hits, it means like Movies that come out of the summer, and we have no idea how they're going to do. And so we use the word hits uh, very, very loosely. Um, and we also don't exactly know what every movie is going to be about. So the purpose of this uh, series is not to kind of explain uh, all the theology and all the thought and all the kind of story structure of a movie, because many times the movie's have not even come out yet. They may be coming out the weekend we speak about it. They may be coming out the next week. Uh, but really, we, we look at what the movie's about. We look at kind of trailers and we look at character interviews and we kind of do our research to find out what's kind of the central, the central theme of, of these movies. And every movie has a theme. Uh, it has a central message. It has something that it's trying uh, to communicate. And really, uh, our, our role in this series is to kind of take a step back Look just beyond the entertainment to kind of say, well, what, what is this movie actually saying? So we hope that you can be here uh, for this series. And you saw kind of a description of what uh, the movies are that we're going to be covering. Now, I did want to give a caveat. Because we cover these movies in terms of we speak about them on Sunday, it's not like an endorsement of the movies. Uh, every year there are certain movies that we talk about that I would say, don't go. In fact, don't probably tell anyone to go. Uh, Ted 2, don't go. Okay? Now, if you go, that's on you, but I'm not endorsing it. Uh, and so there's, there's some themes that we're actually going to talk about related to Ted 2, which is helpful. And like any movie, there's certain things that you can pull out of it that you can talk about, that you can think about, that you can kind of try to piece together what is that message. But there's some movies that despite the message it has or the message it does have, it's just something that's not worth going to. And so, again, it's not an endorsement, but really we use these movies as a platform to talk about things that we all face in life. Uh, central ideas, central thoughts, and just the messages that we kind of all deal with. But if you're like me, I actually enjoy going to movies. Do you guys, any movie goers out there, you guys like the movies? Okay, good. Well, movies are entertainment. Most of the time, I don't go to a movie thinking, 
What can I learn about life? I go to a movie thinking, do they have the butter dispenser? With free access. Or is it behind the counter? And you have to keep telling the woman more. No, no more. Right? These are real world problems. But oftentimes I'm thinking like, you know, air conditioned, popcorn, trailer. Like if I'm late to the trailer, I'm late to the movie. Anyone else like that? Like, in fact, you kind of want a refund. Like, can you give me a refund? I missed the first trailer. But sir, it doesn't start for 17 minutes. No, in my book, it starts as soon as that first trailer comes up. But that's part of the experience. It's like I go to the movies for an experience. I go for fun. I go for food. I go to spend $75 on a snack, right? You guys know that's, that's part of the movies, but we enjoy it. Here in the United States, movies are a huge part of our lives. Everywhere you go, you drive on the, the road, you see movie posters. In real life, we talk about movies. Movies are a big part. We have here in L.A., especially so. We're kind of in the center of this entertainment capital that we have here. But there's a part of movies that I also want to go to kind of check my brain at the door. You know, if anyone ever asked you, how was the movie? It was it was awesome. And they're like, well, what was it about? I don't know, like stuff blew up. Like there were fights and it was awesome. Like, what was the main idea? Popcorn was really good. Like sometimes you just, you just want to go to experience special effects. You just want to go to sit and disengage. We use movies as an escape for life. That's true. However, every movie has a message. It does. It has something that they're communicating about how life works. Movies communicate what's important. In fact, movie makers and producers and directors, all those people, they're the storytellers of our day. They tell us stories. And sometimes we just want to go to a movie, just like when we were a kid, we just want to hear a story. And we don't really want to think about it, we just want to be entertained. But what you find in real life is that there's really never a point in life, especially if you're trying to live it in a way that pleases God. There's never a point in life in which you can just shut off your brain. But it's so appealing to us. I just want downtime. I just want to be entertained. I just want to be a sponge that just soaks up what's around me. We tend to do this a lot of times with entertainment. The problem with a sponge is it's true. If our brain is just a sponge that soaks things up, it actually ends up soaking up things that we may not want it to. And this series is about how do we soak up the right things? And how do we wring out and squeeze out the things that are not right? And every time we experience entertainment, media, culture, movies, all the things that represent the common thought of our day, we always have to think, is this the right message? Does this line up? And if you're a Christ follower, it's even more than that. It's not just maybe, does this make sense to my experience? Does this make sense to my way I was raised? But as a Christ follower, does this make sense to how life really works? And so there's a few themes I want to bring those up in the movies we're going to be talking about. You'll see them up there on the screen. Here's a preview. Now, when I say preview, it's not like a preview, like the green screen popcorn. Okay, it's a PowerPoint slide. Uh, (laughs) There's a theme we're going to look at next week. YOLO. You only live once. From the Entourage movie. Now, 
I don't recommend seeing Entourage. Here's why. Every week we're going to show trailers for the movie. We're going to show a trailer for Entourage, but it's so edited you don't even know what movie it is. Okay, if you can, you have to edit the trailer. Usually that means it's probably not a good movie to see. But again, we're adults. You can decide what you want to do. But Entourage, throughout that movie, there's a lot about brotherhood. That's a theme. But one of the main themes is living it up. You only live once. We're going to talk about that. The week after that, we're going to talk about Jurassic World. Yes, we are going to talk about the Jurassic Park franchise and the idea of follow your dream. What happens when you follow a dream? And it may involve T-Rex is running after you. If you've not seen the series or any of the movies, I'm sorry. I just gave it away. Uh, third movie we're going to look at, Follow Your Heart. That if we follow your heart. That's a message, Follow Your Heart. We're going to look at the movie Inside Out for that. There's another one up there. I got this. You ever heard that? I got this. It's the idea of individualism. Like, I can take care of it. That's from Terminator Genesis. Now, if you've like lost count, I actually don't know what number Terminator this is. Has anyone kept track? It's five, four, five. It's called Genesis, so it means it's a new beginning, which means if you do anything with a new beginning, it means you at least get like four more. So we'll see how long these goes, but the idea of individualism, okay? And then the last movie is Ted 2, I Gotta Be Me, okay? Just, I gotta be me. I gotta be myself. And so we're going to look at these themes, and these themes are really themes that don't just appear in movies, they, they appear in, in real life. And that's why we want to talk about them. We want to talk about things that actually impact us. And so we really are doing this to, to, to have fun, but at the same time, again, to kind of draw out what is it that God wants us to hold on to, and then what is it that we kind of need to, to wring out and squeeze out of things that we think, the things that we, we get exposed to. Uh, messages in movies oftentimes function like static now, if you ever had poor reception on your cell phone, which I'm sure all of us have, you're in a phone call and it's breaking up. And that's like the static of our day. We can't get the message. And so you have to call the person back. And if you, you know, it's frustrating. You have to, you, the static prevents the message from being heard. Well, oftentimes static exists in our culture. And as a Christ follower, we experience static. It's the messages, again, that we experience that Maybe aren't the messages that we need to be thinking about. They might not actually be true. And these things that we're going to look at are partly true. But the issue with things that are partly true, that means that they then could be mostly false. And so we want to watch out for these things called hollow truths, things that seem right on the outside. But when you kind of think about it, when you kind of line it up with the scriptures, it doesn't really seem to line up with how God has said things work. And so that's really the idea. How do we take truths and really look at them and dissect them and say, is this, is this real? And so today's message is really a process and an assumption that we're taking at Church in the Valley. As we view movies and the wisdom that they have, our stance is box office wisdom much must match God's word for it to be real wisdom. Now, things that are partly true can be helpful. But in terms of wisdom that you're going to build your life on, we really don't want partly truth. We want whole truth. We want all the truth. We want to know the foundation. And we want to know that that's stable enough for our weight of our life and all the things we experience to be able to stand up on it. And so this is kind of our statement for the series. We want to make sure that the messages in the movies 
align with God's word. And if they don't, well, then what does God's word say? Okay, so box office wisdom must match God's word for it to be real wisdom, to be the thing that can help us in our decisions, to be wisdom that can help us in our relationships, to be wisdom that can help us when we face problems. We don't want to get just wisdom from the movies or wisdom from the media or even wisdom just from our family or wisdom from our friends. We actually want wisdom from God himself because he's the creator. He knows how life works. And so we're really looking to him. And so from his word, that's where we're going to gain this idea of how how life really works. To do this, though, we actually want to spend some time today looking at how do you move beyond the sponge effect of watching a movie? Okay, the sponge effect, you just go in and you just soak it all in. How do you actually uncover the message of a movie? How do you figure out what a movie is all about? I don't know if you've you've done this before, but I've been practicing this with my kids. And I'll tell you something. It's actually a lot more difficult to analyze what you watch than just soak it in. And I ask my kids questions. And what I've learned is there's like good times to ask questions and not good times. This morning, my, my daughter was watching a show. And this girl had special powers and the special powers showed whether she would be blessed or cursed. And right then I'm like, what on earth? What kind of a show is this? I thought to myself like that kind of makes sense. Like there's a power out there that exists that blesses us or curses us. So I just asked her like, where does she get her power? It's from the magic necklace. Oh, who, who gives us power? God. All right. And that was the conversation. It was just wanted to see if she knew where our power came from. But that's just part. You have to ask questions. You have to say, is this is this real? Is this true? And if it's not, then what, what do I do with that? And really, as kids, that needs to start at an early age. You have to kind of begin to think, what do I do with this information? But it goes on into adulthood as well. And so we're just going to spend a little bit of time looking at how do you kind of uncover the message of a movie? Well, movies are structured in a certain way. Now, What's happening in today's kind of media frenzy is that movies are still as popular as ever. But at the same time, TV shows are becoming really popular as well. And you find that Netflix original series, HBO, all sorts of things. Now, movies are structured similarly to TV shows in that the characters and the plot are still resolved in a similar way. The difference is the timing, how it kind of unfolds. A movie has a lot longer to unfold the story. And a show has less time, a TV show. And so what I'm going to talk about right now is based on a movie, but the same principles apply to a TV show that you and I would watch as well. So here's how movies are most commonly structured. Uh, In the beginning, like in the first 30 minutes, you're introduced to the main characters. Uh, In that usual first 30 minutes, you find out what's the goal of the characters. What's the goal of this movie? Like, what are they headed towards? What's the problem or what's a difficult scenario? Most movies have the main characters and then a problem that they face. This is what compels us. We want to watch things in which people encounter problems. Okay. Because that's what we encounter, right? In life, we encounter problems as well. So there's a part where it resonates with us. The next section of a movie is usually structured in the middle 60 minutes. Again, this isn't a rule. It's just kind of the ebb and flow of storytelling. In the middle section, 
The characters work to overcome a difficulty or challenge. So the problem that you're kind of faced with and you find out early in the movie, you now see how they overcome it. What do they do to face the problem that they experience? And then what do they do to reach the goal, solve the problem, and then overcome the difficulty or challenges? Okay, so this is in the middle, middle part of most shows or movies. The last part is this, the ending. The goal is reached, the problem is solved, the challenge overcome. This is kind of when the music starts, the sun is setting, and it says the end and the credits roll. The problem is resolved. And there's some movies where you're like, that was so predictable. I don't know if you've ever been around people like you watch a movie at the beginning and they tell you already what's going to, how it's going to end. Do you have those people in your life? Sometimes plots are very predictable. Don't look at people. Okay, this isn't like, sorry, I shouldn't have asked that. Yes. Uh, Oftentimes this can be predictable. And there's a part in which like sometimes you love predictability because you just, I just want to go again and just soak it all in. I want to know that the problem is he can't find his love, but in the end he will. And I'm going to pay ten fifty for the same plot. But then what happens now is there's movie makers that now they don't want to be predictable. They still have a message, but you might not know exactly the problem. And at the end, you may not know if it's resolved. And you're kind of two types of people. If you love all problems to be resolved, then you expect every movie to be resolved. If you don't mind a little, like, kind of unknown, then... You like movies like that. But usually, if you're a person that loves kind of it all to be tidied up and problem solved, you don't like it when a movie just ends and it's not resolved, right? Any of you out there like that? You just, you want it to be kind of resolved. Here's the thing. Whether the problem is resolved or not, there's still a message they're saying. It could be that the the movie maker, the director, the producer is saying that this problem can't be solved. Could be. But even in that, they're telling you something. Or it could be, you think it's going to be solved this way, and then it shifts. And right where you thought the movie was going, you get blindsided. And we love that. You ever watched a movie? You're like, I didn't see that coming. Sixth Sense. If you haven't seen that, you don't know what I'm talking about. And I might have just ruined it. Sorry. But that was one of the movies I was like, whoa! It was awesome, but it went like a totally different direction. But either way, depending on... The movie maker, the director, whoever's involved, there's still a part in which there is a message. And the way you have to uncover it is you have to look at what is the problem. And not only the problem, but who's solving the problem? How are they solving it? And then how is it resolved? Did it actually work? All these things are telling you about how a movie is, is laid out plus what the message is. Okay, so you have to discipline your mind to think about it. So every time you see a problem, your mind should say, that's the problem. That's the problem they're going to deal with. And then you should be thinking, well, I wonder how they're going to resolve it. Now, you don't say that out loud, but this is the kind of thing that should go on in our head. This is what good thinking is. But usually, it's, it's, it's uncovered this two-step process. So what the main problem is. Now, there's a popular show, and I'm going to just talk about it. Again, I'm not endorsing this show. This is, was a hugely popular show that was on TV. Uh, it's called Breaking Bad. And Breaking Bad is, is not really a show that I'd recommend for, for young people. And so in this section right here, 
Don't go home and ask your parents to see it. Parents, if they ask you, say no. Okay. Breaking Bad is a story, though, that it has some messages that I think uh, are helpful in terms of this process. So in the beginning of the, the, the series, and if you haven't seen it and you really want to see it, you might want to go get some coffee. Okay. And don't like if you get up right now, we'll just act like that's not what you're doing. Even though I said it. Okay. Uh, but Breaking Bad, it's a story about this, this chemistry teacher uh, called Walter. Is that right? Walter? Walter White, right? And he gets cancer. That's the problem. So early on, chemistry teacher gets cancer. He has a family. So there's the problem. He has cancer. That's a big problem. And so you kind of, wow, this character, and you start to feel with him, him and his family. And then what you realize is his insurance and the things that he has to help deal with the cancer and the curing of it and all the health issues is he can't afford it. And so he's a chemistry teacher and he figures out there's some ways that you can make money to pay for cancer treatments that wouldn't be called legal. Okay? And he begins really a life of illegal activity to make money to pay for his cancer treatments so he doesn't have to burden his family. So the whole series is kind of this idea of, okay, we have sympathy for this character. And rightly so because of what he's faced. But he does a bunch of things that really aren't right. A lot of things. And as the series goes on, they, they kind of get worse and worse. But the whole kind of premise of this show is this character and this family has dealt with this terrible problem. And he's really trying to figure out how to deal with it. And he does some things that aren't right, but... He's trying to help his family. And so that's the message. He has a problem. He's trying to solve it. And him solving the problem is more important than necessarily how he solves it. That's kind of the the basis of the show. And I'm going to come back to that. But I want you to hold that idea. You see, in the beginning, you have to see what's what's going on with the characters. What's the problem? And then how do they go about solving it? Well, in Breaking Bad, as the, the series goes on, there's more and more things that kind of unfold as to really what the message is and how they solve the problem and what the problems are and more problems come up and then how do they solve those and more problems come up and how do they solve out solve those and it becomes this thing that it really it, it invites you in and it's very interesting and it's kind of intriguing but the whole time there's a message so you always have to take a step back despite the entertainment value despite the characters and the good acting you always have to think what is this message and is it true does it match up with how god says life works okay now to do that you have to read and about evaluate movies in two ways the first thing is you have to filter the ideas you collect through the truths in the bible there has to be a filter like i mentioned earlier christ follower decides that the filter is a relationship with God himself. And he guides me in that relationship through the scriptures, the Bible, his word. And so as I'm going to experience life and I'm going to be faced with my own problems and I'm going to be dealing with all the things that I have in life, I'm always thinking or should think or should always be drawn to what does God's word say? What does it say to me? What's God's view of this? What would make him happy based on what I do? What would make him unhappy? 
what's right, what's wrong. And so there's always a sense in which you have to filter everything through the word of God. Romans 12, 2 says this. This is in the message paraphrase. It says, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. That first uh, statement there is so easy to do. It's very easy to be well adjusted to the culture. It's the thing of we want to be entertained like everyone else is entertained. And sometimes we want to think like everyone else thinks. And that leads us to oftentimes wanting to do what everyone else does. Because it seems like it works for people or it seems like it would bring fulfillment or maybe some happiness. But this is kind of a wave that carries you in a certain direction. So the Christ follower is always thinking. How can I make sure I focus and fix my attention on God? How can I make sure that the things that I'm soaking in more oftentimes than not, are God's view of things and not just my own or what other people tell me. That's so important. And this is really beyond even watching a movie. This is about life. We have opinions about tons of things. We do. We all are opinionated people. Some of those are well thought out. Some of them are not. But for everything that we have an opinion on or a view of or a belief about, We should always be thinking, is this actually my own thought or is this something that represents what God has laid out in the scriptures? But here's the thing. To know that means that you have to read the scriptures. And so fixing your attention on God. And the direct uh, kind of translation is you're transformed by the renewing of your mind. There's a sense in which the scriptures, it changes the way that you think. And therefore, it changes what you want to do. And that's what the scripture does. There's this change that happens from the inside out. So there's a part of us where we should want to spend more time in the word of God than we do being entertained by movies or TVs or radio or talk radio, whatever it is. The word of God should be the primary thing where we get our ideas about how life works. That takes time. On a regular basis, where we soak it in. And we take the time to actually kind of pull out what God's saying to us. But this is key to really beginning to knowing God's best for us. And at the same time, knowing how to evaluate the different messages that we have. Here's the deal. You can't evaluate messages unless you have something to evaluate it against. You don't know whether something is true, whether you have the truth. So you have to have the truth that allows you to measure it up. And that's what you do as you begin to read the word of God and you filter, filter all ideas through the scriptures. Now, there's various ideas and I just want to walk through this briefly. There's various ideas that we have and some are more thought out than others. Uh, We have thoughts. Usually thoughts are things that we're reflected. We've we've reasoned. Uh, We may have even meditated on. These are kind of thoughts. These are like strongly held beliefs that we have. Uh, There's concepts. These are ideas that are formed by consideration. 
uh, we see some patterns. Uh, we see some different instances of things, and they kind of form together some concepts in our minds. Uh, then we have notions. It's not really as strong as a concept or a thought. It's more like it just I have I have an idea. I, I don't really know if it holds water, but I have I have an idea. It's kind of when you say something, you're like, I haven't given this much thought. You ever said that? Usually when you say that, you're, you're sharing kind of a notion that you have. I haven't given this much thought or this just came to me. Oftentimes when we say that, the idea is more of a notion than it is a thought that's kind of well thought out. And these are okay. This is how our brain works. And then the last is an impression. This is kind of a something that we get that results from like the, the stimulation of our senses. This is where movies come in. We get impressions from being entertained. When things happen on a movie screen, it, it, it gets to our senses. And as it gets to our senses, it causes an impression for us. Have you ever watched a movie and it's a sad movie and all of a sudden there seems like there's a lot of dust particles in the air because your eyes start to water? You ever thought about that? Movies can cause sadness. Or if you're a guy and you've watched Rocky, how do you feel after that? You are fired up. Like you're ready to go into the ring and you've never even stepped inside of one. You're, you're ready. You're pumped up. You know, I have a tire comes on and you're just... Every guy's just putting their popcorn away. Right, guys? Don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about, guys. It's like everyone, I don't know what he's saying. Right? But what happens is these, these aren't thoughts where I thought, you know what, I'm going to watch Rocky and after I watch it, I'm going to be a boxer. And I'm going to start a training regiment tomorrow. That's not really a thought we have because it's not well thought out. But we do have an impression after it, which is like, I'm kind of invincible. Guys, we, we get fired up. That's why we love like fighting and movies. It kind of is a core to us. Core to us. That's why a lot of women, they love relationship movies that have this romance and this, this hero and, and all this stuff that happens because it's kind of at our core. But these are based on impressions. But these impressions really do lead us in a certain direction. They impact us. Again, we're sponges. And so these impressions fill us with these ideas. And what tends to happen is when we experience something that's just in the kind of concept and impression level, we actually are swayed in a certain way, but it's, it's some of the time it's not really rational. It's not well thought out. It's definitely not filtered through the scriptures. It's just we have an experience and we love the experience. and It was fun and it did something to us. It spoke to us and so it kind of caused us to want to do something. The issue is, though, is some impressions... They should be wrung out. We, we don't want to keep those. But movies are designed to do this. They give us a certain experience. Have you ever watched a movie and rooted for the wrong, like, the wrong guy? Like the bad guy? Have you ever done that? It's kind of like you're just, you know he's bad, but there's a party where you're like, yeah, but I kind of want to go well for him. Have you ever watched a movie? Now, you don't have to raise your hands, but there's tons and tons of movies where it's based on love and true love. And for the person to experience their true love, they need to lead the person they're married to 
to experience this true love. And before you know it, you're you're watching this movie. You're like, leave them. Oh, my goodness. That happens. You ever seen Castaway? Oh, I'm ruining all. This should be how to ruin a movie. The castaway is the same way. There's just there's things that happen in relationships and this like long lost love comes back and you're just torn. Well, he's married and there's a commitment and they have kids, but this is the long lost love. And it forms an impression on us. I want to reconnect this to Breaking Bad. So through the Breaking Bad series is a part and we kind of which you're rooting for. Walter White, the main character. And he ends up, his cancer is in remission, but you kind of forget about that. And you kind of think, well, yeah, I mean, he's just he's got to take care of his family. Really? He's cured. Yeah, he's got to take care of him because in that first episode, that was the problem. And so you keep rooting for this character and he, he continues just to spiral down. Now, this isn't like an anti-breaking bad rant, but this is real and this really happens. In the things that we watch and consume. And so towards the end of the show, he calls his wife and everything's falling in on him. Really, it was all about his family from the beginning, but his decisions really have split his family apart. That's the irony of it. The main message is do whatever you need to do for your family. But as he did whatever he needed to do for his family, he really had no family left. But at the end, as he's kind of realizing this, he calls his wife and he leaves her a message. And he says this, Skylar, you are the love of my life. I hope you know that. Walter Jr., you're my big man. This is his uh, son. There are there are going to be some things that you'll come to learn about me in the next few days. They don't know really what he's been doing. They have some suspicions, but they don't know he's been breaking the law and doing all sorts of just terrible things. So he knows this news is going to come out. So he's trying to break it to them. This is a message on an answering machine. Um, There's going to be some things that come out in the next few days. I just want you to know that no matter how it may look, I only had you in my heart. Goodbye. So this is towards the end. So again, you're kind of drawn to like, you know what? He's still thinking about them. I know he may not have should have done all the things he's done, but... He has them in his heart. And this kind of pulls, pulls at you. And so the whole series, you're kind of torn between who to root for and what's good and what's bad. And movie makers do this. It's very ambiguous. You're not quite sure what good or bad is. And that's on purpose. They didn't just end up there. They, they designed this. At the end of Breaking Bad... He makes a statement and a confession to his wife, and I, I have a clip that I want you to watch. Skyler. All the things that I did, you need to understand. I have to hear one more time that you did this for the family. I did it for me. I liked it. I was good at it. And 
proves alive. So he began his same spiel. And she had heard it so much again and again that I'm doing this for our family. But he shifted and he finally told the truth. This was actually, it was actually very interesting to see that they, they put this in there. He says it, it was all about me. And I liked it. And I was good at it. And it made me feel alive. So what was about family and doing whatever you need to do about family really shifted. It actually was never about family. It was about him. That's a very different message. What you do is, if you're not careful, you miss that. If you don't think, and you don't filter it through the scriptures. So the scriptures, they have a very different idea of what life is about. It's actually never supposed to be about me. There's never a part in the scriptures that was ever about me. It's actually not true. And there's never a part in which we should do things to make us feel alive that are wrong. It's just not true. If the things that you want to do to make you feel alive are wrong, you've got to figure out a new definition of what alive is. And the scriptures define that as well. So again and again, this process actually forces us to, again, we have to filter. So filtering through the scriptures is the primary way that we can actually not only uncover the message of a movie and the messages in our culture, but at the same time not be swept up by them. It's very easy to just get caught up in these messages. And before you know it, you kind of have the same thought. Well, you know, he's just trying to do what made him happy. He just wanted to feel alive. Before you know it, the scriptures aren't our basis. It's kind of our common themes that we've heard. And then the second way that we need to read and evaluate is we need to watch out for these hollow truths that I've talked about. Uh, Hollow truths are things that can be good. Uh, Love is a theme in most movies. But love is also clearly defined in scripture, what love is and what it's not. But just because it's love in the movie, it may not actually be true love as defined in the scripture. Things like courage. Courage is a noble thing, but sometimes people can have courage and they're actually fighting for the wrong thing. Or maybe it's courage against people that are trying to help them. Or authority over them. And there's all sorts of things that you have to kind of think. Okay, what, what is the truth of, of this issue that the movie's bringing up? And so you have to, again, get to know the scriptures. To watch out for hollow truths, we all need to grow in something that the scriptures call discernment. Discernment is to know what is true. What is partly true. And what's the difference? That's why we need discernment. Uh, Proverbs says this, 17.24. A discerning man keeps wisdom in view. But a fool's eyes wander to the ends of the earth. 
The Christ follower grows in discernment again by always realizing it comes back to what God has said. Anytime we ask, what does God think about it? The person of discernment says, let's find out. And they read the scriptures. Let's find out. The Bible and God has given us principles for every area of life that we face. And so it's very specific. And there's so much that we can draw out of it. So that the discerning is always got it in view. It's never kind of to, to the back of them. They always want to keep it in front of them, where they're going. And then the, the contrary to that, the fool's eyes, they wonder. They're looking for what they want. And they're just trying to find it. Is it over here? Okay, I'm going to go over here and find it. Nope, it's not over there. Is it over here? Nope. I'm going to go over there and find it. That's not, and you just, they keep wandering, wandering, wandering. And that's really a description of a wasted life. They're just chasing. They're chasing things. And they're chasing. The discernment. God, help me to know what is true. And help me to line up my life with that. So both those things, I want to encourage you to begin to do. Now, it doesn't mean that every movie you watch is now ruined. It may mean that. But it, no, we can... We can look at movies and you pull out the good things and then there's some things that aren't good. And there's some movies that really nail just, man, that, that really called me forward. Movies touch us. They make an impact on us. There's always a sense you want to pull out the good things and discard the bad things. That's how life is. There's a, there's a sheet in your, um, in your handout or in your program, I should say, that, that looks like this. This is just an extra resource for you. I'm not going to spend a lot of time, but it's kind of a a summary of what I've talked about today. The idea of how to filter. How to look for hollow truths. And so we we wanted to give this to you just as a resource. uh, Questions to ask. Who's the hero? Uh, What's the movie about? What's the hero's goals? What's their motivation? Um, The the back page has identifying the value message of a movie. What? What was looked down on the movie? Like, what's positive? What do they say is really good and what do they say is bad? Does that match up with what God says or what God thinks? And then understanding the perspective or worldview of the movie. There's different things. So this is just an extra resource for you. If you're trying to specifically think how to ask questions, these have questions on them. And if you're a parent and you'd like to begin to help your children think through this, this is a good resource as well. Now, you may have to think through how to do that in their language. But oftentimes it's, who's the hero? Kids pick up on that. They, they kind of know. And what, what do you think would make Jesus happy? And what do you think would not make Jesus happy? You just begin to ask these questions. And so as you do this, even in the training of your kids, it also trains you as well. And so I hope, I hope this just gives you some, some tools and some things to think about. Again, we'll kind of be doing this uh, through the next five weeks, looking at specific movies and, and how we do that. Um, again, it's not the only theme in that movie, uh, but we've kind of touched on one that we think kind of is, will resonate with, with most of us. So I'm going to invite the band up and I'm going to wrap up. 
And there's some next steps that you can take this morning on your connection card uh, on the back side of that. um, There's three next steps. And each week we offer these as just a way of of you taking what you've heard or maybe something that God's put on your heart and applying it to your own life. For me, oftentimes memorizing scripture is, is one of the ways that that really helps me. Again, it's how I filter. And so you might want to memorize uh, Psalm 17:24 that we have up, that we just that I just read. Uh, you may want to just practice uncovering the message of a movie and going through that handout, or you just maybe you just need to attend the rest of the series and commit to doing that. I know it's summer and there's lots of things that go on, but if you just like to learn how to do this more, and you just kind of like to experience how to unpack something as you experience it, uh, we we invite you to come back. So let me pray, and then we're going to continue singing, and uh, we're going to receive. Our offering. Let, let's pray together. God, thank you so much for your word, which is the filter that we can use to really protect us in life and to guide us. Give us hearts to not grow tired of reading it, hearing it, and living it out. In fact, grow our desire to do so. Help us to really uh, not want to just seek. Uh, entertainment alone or things that are just mindless, but help us to actually put our time and energy into getting to know you better. And through reading the scriptures, I pray that you'll just grow our desire to do that. So we ask for your help in this. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen.